TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 442, and I'm Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, I'm Tom, and I'm Executive Director of Screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. Hi, I'm David, and I am uh, Assistant Editor in uh, Scripted TV. Woohoo! All right, let's start off with the news. First up, we have that CBS and Viacom will be merging their streaming services, so... I don't know if that means they're merging the price and you get the lowest price or what's happening, but if you have both, you will now only need one. That's still good news. Um, why the Last Man has recast the lead after after the showrunner had changed. They had a big showrunner change uh, like a few months ago, and they were like, oh, nothing's going to change, but apparently the showrunner doesn't like the lead guy, and... Now they're in search of a new lead, so the show's delayed again. Uh, Ray Donovan has been suddenly canceled at Showtime, and so season seven will be the last season. And I get the impression that the writers and nobody had any notification that it was going to be the last season. So don't expect a nice fluffy end. Um, Spinning Out, which is a show on Netflix, has been canceled after only one season. Tom, do you have any news? Yes. Uh, Maya Rudolph and Natasha Lyonne are partnering up on an animated series called The Hospital for Amazon. Cecily Strong is going to star in a musical comedy series from the Despicable Me, Despicable Me mm-hmm. writers, which will be on Apple TV+. O'Shea Jackson Jr., a.k.a. Ice Cube Jr., is taking over the lead role in Apple's ba- basketball drama Swagger. Boo! Dis- Disney Plus... I wanted to say expected. why I was booing. Why are you booing? Because, uh, oh God, I just blanked on his name. The dude from Mbaka from Black Panther. What is that man's name? I just blanked on it. Crap. Uh, he was cast as the lead on that show. And while they were filming the first episode, he suffered a back injury, uh, pretty, pre- extremely, a pretty severe back injury where they actually had to give him, he had to have back surgery and, oh jeez! And so that's the that's really the lead of that story is that Apple was like, oh, so you got hurt doing our show. All right, so we're gonna recast, and that's pretty much what happened. He got hurt in November, and they were looking to recast as early as December, without even mm. checking. Like the the contrast is one of the actors on a uh, another show. He injured his knee shooting the show, and they waited for his knee injury you know, to him to go through rehab and, and it was a really action heavy show. And then they kept going. They did not recast. So I'm kind of annoyed with Apple, but go ahead. Continue. Well, um, Disney plus was expected to announce 25 million subscribers last week. They announced 26.5 million subscribers last <laughs> week. So, uh, they launched with 10 million. Yeah. And, when you start figuring out how much money that is to spend on content, especially considering that they have the vast majority of the content is already paid for, 
it's over a billion dollars. It's like, whoa. Yeah, they already pretty much made their money back. Yeah. As Keanu would say, whoa. Whoa. Um, Media Rights Capital, which is a production group, has uh, teamed up Chris Pratt and Antoine Fuqua for a thriller series called Terminal List uh, based on a book. And we don't know what outlet that that's going to be shopped to. Although it seems like a lot of the MRC stuff is going to premium premium cable or premium streaming services. Uh, Netflix's The Crown will end with season five, and Imelda Staunton will play the final version of Queen Elizabeth II for that. Showtime has ordered their first first ladies to series with Viola Davis as Michelle Obama. Oh, I saw that. And Stars has uh, as Power prepares for its series finale, I think tonight. They've greenlit a prequel series and two spin-off series. <laughs> and they're calling them Power Books 2, 3, and 4. Wow, okay. Alrighty. Uh, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk Doctor Who, and we have two weeks of Doctor Who to discuss. And the first one was amazing! So <laughs> cool. And Captain Jack, Captain Jack, Captain Jack. And the thing is, Captain Jack wasn't the biggest thing that happened in that episode. I, no, I, and, I mean, I got a text and an email from people, and they were like, oh my god, have you watched Doctor Who? And I was like, whatever, man, Doctor Who's been okay. And I wasn't really even that excited, but then somebody texted me, and then somebody else emailed me, and I was like, fine. And then I got spoiled because I was online, and I saw a picture of John Barrowman, and I went, <gasps> And then I went and ran and watched it. And yes, that was amazing. I loved his... That was a great cameo for him and a nice setup for the rest of the season. And I'm looking forward to seeing him. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Um, And you can now cosplay as the Doctor. (laughs) Well, I haven't gotten to that part yet. (laughs) And then uh, the, the rest of the episode seemed sort of, you know pedestrian where they're trying to figure out why the Jadoon are chasing some alien and you're like yeah 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 and then when it I what I thought was amazing was because they lead you to believe that the boyfriend is like a bad guy that he's he's the Mm -hmm. alien guy and you're like oh and she's super innocent and she seems really naive and then the second she hits the break glass and that energy starts coming I gasped I was like, oh, my God. And I was so, like, and I was like, it can't be the master. We've already seen the master. That's got to be the doctor. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then she's like, she's the doctor. And I thought it was going to be a future doctor. And she's like, no, I'm a past doctor. And I was like, wait, what? And uh, all and the thing that I, that amazed me, though, is that she had such presence and energy. Like, the change was mm-hmm. so amazing and it actually, I feel like they did it too soon because it made me go, oh. Because I kept giving Jodie Whittaker just like, well, maybe the scripts aren't that good. Maybe that's why she's not really, like, having the doctor's presence. But this woman felt like the doctor immediately. And I was like, what the? Okay. So, yeah, I, I really, I, and she doesn't have a number because she apparently predates the numbers. So I'm not sure how they're going to explain this. Are we in an alternate universe or what's going on? But she's do you awesome. Think she, do you think she predates the first Doctor? Yeah, I think that was what the Master was saying when he was giving his message about they've lied to us all this time. We don't, you know, we we don't understand what was done to us. And the fact that she can't remember this version of herself 
leads me to believe that it, it, she might predate the first Doctor, or she might be a number in between the Doctors that we know. But I feel like she if got... You looked at the, go ahead. If you looked at the TARDIS, I hate to say decor, <laughs> the TARDIS console and the walls, yeah, that it looks, was de- definitely reminiscent of earlier Doctors. Yeah, it's, it's between, like, Doctors 2 and 3, or even one like it was early it's definitely an early doctor definitely um and it it was she was just she had such authority because i've always been like well jody whitaker's like been tiptoeing over being the doctor and i'm like just be the doctor and this woman just was the she just took over a room and she just had presence and it made me go oh this is okay that's all that's all i'm gonna say but I, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I thought this new woman as a doctor was amazing. I want and need to see more. I like the setup of... Uh, they were basically like... Uh, the the cyber... Is it the cyber... The Beware the lone Cyberman. Be, and, beware the lone Cyberman. Yeah, and I was like, do oh, what does that mean? And do not give him what he wants. I was like, what does that mean? I need to know. So that that is the first episode... Where I've been excited about Doctor Who in a while, I have to say. I thought I think that the last three episodes for me have been quite good. Mm, I'm in bored. So, no, I, I you didn't like the Tesla episode. I I liked the actor. I liked what they were trying to do, but I still pretty much fell asleep watching the episode. Uh, so it just it didn't anyway, work. <laughs> the the um. Last week's episode picked up literally where the previous episode had ended because they, the the companions, you know, Team Tardis was dispatching to three different parts of the globe. I like that. That something. was pretty cool. That, I thought that was pretty cool. And then it's this uh, basically this mysterious illness where people it looks like they're calcifying or yeah, turning, and, they, and then like explode and then explode into silica. But it was kind of a cool thing. Um, the when they started mentioning the environmental aspect, it didn't bother me. It just reminded me of that really, really awful environmentally themed episode from several weeks ago, which I'm like, <laughs> this one was this one was handled with, with much more of a deft hand. I don't know. And when you get to the river and they're like, oh, this river is the prettiest thing I've ever seen. And then they get there and it's just covered in just garbage. I was like, OK, yes, thank you. Yeah, but that's that's not... <laughs> I'm not they, saying it's wrong. Says, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying it felt very much like this is the lesson: clean the lakes and the rivers. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, David, before we could move on to the, you said you saw Doctor Who. What did you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I saw it. Um, <laughs> I don't don't share your excitement uh, as much. I mean, the um, what was it the two weeks ago or whatever episode? The the second. Uh, coming of the doctor or whatever you want to call it um, was an interesting plot twist. And that, and it was uh, in general, a little more uh, captivating the plot, but I still the, the Jody Whitaker character. I mean, her, her doctor, I still am not, I want to like, but I just don't, don't find it as, as engaging. Um, That's pretty much what without... I just said. You missed that part. No, I was here. <laughs> I'm you just you spoke a lot more excitedly about the episode than I did. So, well, no, I'm saying. Well, she was excited about the new doctor. I was saying about doctor. Doctor, <laughs> calling her doctor. Yeah, I was saying that 
at first I thought that maybe the writing was bad, which was why I wasn't enjoying Jodie Whittaker as much. But then when I saw this woman, I was like, oh, she's the doctor. She's fantastic. Yeah. And I was like, so it's not, it, it, part of it is the writing, but part of it is Jodie Whittaker. She's not, she doesn't have that authority that the doctor, the doctor comes into a room and commands it. Everybody looks at her expectantly waiting for her to figure out whatever the problem is. When Jodie right, Whittaker walks in the room, that does not happen. Well, yeah, I mean, not Jodie Whittaker, but the, her, her character, the doctor, doesn't do it for me. I don't know her as, a, as an actress per se, uh, you know, in general, but um, in that role, it just doesn't do it for me. And, you know, it was interesting, and we'll see what they follow up with as far as the plot. Um, it may be more interesting, but the following episode was kind of meh. I didn't really... Uh, I mean, I the only you know the people. thing that bugged me, Tom. You were right about I like the the whole the different aspects and different stories and different pieces. But I will say the one thing that kind of threw me out was that part with Yaz when they're all escaping with their lives, and Yaz is like, "No, I have to stay back." And the doctor's like, "Uh, we just ran for our lives and barely escaped." She's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go back in there and find out." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "She's unarmed. She doesn't. She doesn't have any special. Why would the doctor let her do that?" It didn't even make any sense. Yeah, I also don't like it when they're split up as much. Well, I mean, she has so many companions. I don't mind her sending. When you got three off. companions, you got yeah. to split up. <laughs> you got to split up a little bit. Like I don't mind that, but it didn't make. They were literally just running to escape this situation because the bad guys were so powerful. And then Yaz is like, "I'm just going to go back and grab that super important thing that obviously we need." And right. why would the doctor let her do that by herself? That didn't make any sense to me. And I was like, ah. But uh, anyway, let's move on. Um, Hopefully they will pick up that storyline, which I am curious and want to know about. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about Legends of Tomorrow. And they had had two episodes. And I like the first one a lot better than the second one. Um, But Legends, when they were trying to be, when they were like doing the documentary, you like that one better than the second one? Was that this? What was the second? The second one was when they go to like a film noir kind of twenties, right? It's uh, yeah, it's um, Bugsy Siegel. Right. Yes, I did because I my the big mystery of what happened to the characters at the end of last season where they turned oh, forgot her name into her brother. Zari. Right. Oh and, no, they did. They didn't turn Zari into her brother. They switched. Well, I realize that now, but at the time, I thought they just turned Zari from a girl to a guy, and I was like, "Wait, what?" No. And, and now, now, I mean, now they've made it clear because we've met Zari now. Um, well, but, no, but they, they, they made it clear when when she sends the message to Nate saying that you know to find me. Yeah, but I still thought that they had flipped them some kind. Of, I don't know. That's where my nah, mind went. Nah, 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 That's nah. where my mind went. Um, but I like that storyline, and I liked uh, I liked the fact that oh, what's his name Constantine that he's trying to deal with all these escaped souls. I like that. But I just enjoyed the documentary because it just like allowed everybody to be grouches and idiots, and it was fun. I mean, the show is good when it's fun. And when they were doing the Bugsy Siegel thing, I just I didn't care as much. That's all. Uh, I like the Bugsy. I have the opposite take. I like the documentary. <laughs> was like, uh, we've seen that format so many times. That's true. We have. That's true. It's just it, it just dealt more. Feel... It dealt more with what I was interested in. I think. 
I think that's what it was. I enjoyed it. I liked the bit with with Ava thinking she's killing poison. Oh, right. Oh, my gosh. She was so bad. I was like, what is happening? I was like, I was like, why is she in the 20s singing poison? Oh, my and then the uh, And then the uh, meeting Zari from, you know, this... Oh, well, she was know. just like all about her I, likes I, I, and stuff. Yeah, that was weird. I don't even know what you call this timeline because they they screw with the time, space time continuum so much. Right. But it's interesting that she and Nate were finally starting to make a connection before well, uh, the brother. Well, they really weren't making. She was using him. She was trying to get information about her brother. She was like, "Oh, did you guys take the jewel?" She was not making a connection. She was a hundred percent trying to use him because she was like oh this dude's in love with me let me find out the information i want to know because she's because the family heirloom disappeared and she suspected that the brother had it which he does which he does and so she's trying to get nate to confirm it and he was an idiot and almost did so yeah i thought that was that i i want to know more about that like that storyline i'm interested in which is weird because i really don't like nate that much but I'm interested in in her, and I like that at the end of the episode she ends up on the ship. I thought that was great. Yep. All right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk oh, about new opening, new main title sequence. Woo! Oh, for Legends. Yeah. I totally didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, they they tweak the theme song music. They've got like this cool comic book style opening now. Oh, maybe I did notice that. All right, next up, we're going to talk Emergence. And uh, this was the season finale of Emergence. And I felt like it was an addition of one too many characters at the very end of the season. Because uh, the British version of the bad guy, was, I was like, wait, what? Like, I forgot what she said her name was. Helen? Or was the bad guy Helen? I can't remember now. But I was just like, really? We're going to introduce another person at this end of the story to be like, and I'm the one who created this, and this is all the answers, just exposition person. I did not like that. However, I did like uh, just, you know, like how the, the family dynamics and how everybody worked together, and they, everybody ended up in that um, biosphere, sphere, not the chamber, trying to hide right. out from the new Terminator-like character. That was all pretty good. And then, you know, they res- how they resolved it at the end, Though, I'm not sure how I feel about now. We had the big sacrifice, and five seconds later... I mean, you knew the little girl wasn't going to be dead. Like, you knew. Because she's the center of the show. But we did the big sacrifice. She dies, and they have replaced her with it in under a minute. She's basically... They just basically plug her into a new body. Um, And they killed Benny. They did kill Benny. Okay. Yeah, that was a good death. They did do that. I was thinking, oh my god, they killed Benny. Kenny, nice. Um, yeah, that was good. And I do like at the end, uh, the ex-husband just calls his ex-wife out because she's like, I don't want you to leave. And he's like, why? And he called her out on her indecision. And mm-hmm. she's trying to like hold on to two guys at the same time. And yeah, that. they don't work like that. And I know. And he called her out. And I was like, yep, that's about right. I, I did enjoy that, but I'm not sure how he's going to stay on the show because he's literally supposed to move away. So I'm not sure what they're doing with that. Um, but maybe he's one of those actors who's like, 
after he did the show, he was like, uh, you don't have enough material for me to stay on the show. So, peace. Um, but I'd say overall, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the season, to be honest. What did you think? I loved the show. And I loved the accelerated storytelling. Yes. And the, uh, the cast is great. I yeah. kind of wish it didn't have such a short season. Yes. Because it felt a little rushed at the end. Yeah. That's why I felt like the addition of that, the British character, was weird. Because it just felt like it was, hey, we have to explain all this thing. Here we go. New character. Do that. Who looks like the older character. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was lame. That's the only thing I thought was lame. All right. Let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about This Is Us. This is episode two of the big three, where they have the flashbacks from the character from when they're almost babies all the way to now and have how they all have similar themes in their lives that define them as characters and people. And apparently uh, Kevin's theme is, I don't know. I mean, I could tell you exactly what Randall's theme was. I'm not entirely sure what Kevin's theme was other than he's always been in love with the same girl his whole life, I guess. Well, Kev, Kevin's, her mom is the one who really pushed him to do the acting thing. And encouraged him. Right. When his own mom didn't. I get that. But what was the theme? Because there's like... For Randall, it was his anxiety that he's had since he was little. And that carried him all the way through to the current day story. What was Kevin's thing that carried him all the way through? I just... I'm not sure what that was. The need to be the center of attention? (sighs) Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I, I thought this story was the weakest so far. I, I, and the thing that's weird is Kevin is right now my favorite character. In, in present day time, I like Kevin better than anybody, which is surprising. Well, he's, the most con- he's the most consistent because yes. Randall's all over the place in terms of decisions he makes. Right. You can't predict if he's going to make a good or a bad one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so and, I just, I was kind of just annoying me. Kate has always been annoying, but I just really find that I was kind of disappointed that Kevin's episode wasn't better. Um, cause they just, at the end of the episode, they have him sleeping with random chick. That's like his sister's friend. Really? With Madison. Is that her name? Ugh. Yeah. That's not going to end well. No, of course it's not. And he knew it. And why do it? You're supposed to be better. The whole point is they're all supposed to be getting better. No? Okay. Whatever. So I just felt like that was a waste of my time dealing with Kevin. Because it's just, it, instead of making making me feel like he's growing, it made me more annoyed with him. So, and generally, like I said, I like Kevin. But that's all I have to say. you have any other thoughts about Kevin, that episode, let me know. Otherwise... Nah. Okay, we're going to move on. Next up, we're going to talk about the series finale of Arrow. Um, And I kind of checked out of this show a while ago, except this season, because of Crisis, I watched all this season. And which made, so it made the last episode bizarre for me, because it was all about all the characters that Oliver brought back, who had died uh, it, throughout the show and there were a few characters I had no idea who they were because I hadn't watched like two or three seasons of the show <laughs> and there were a couple are you serious se- yeah I, I I watched the first four or five seasons of Arrow and then I stopped and then I watched this season so there were entire characters that showed up at his funeral that I had no idea who they were and I was like oh wow uh, 
It's sad that you're back, or is it good? I don't know. Um, but I did enjoy that he brought everybody back. Everybody showed basically showed back up for his funeral. But I'd say the most impact for me was his mom. I really liked seeing his mom again. I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty amazing. Uh, I wish we had spent more time with the best friend. What's his name? Um, Diggle. No, not or Tommy. Diggle. Tommy. Because, yeah, I wish we had spent more time with, because it feels like he got Brock back as, like, almost like an afterthought. Like, he didn't actually have any, like, I don't know where he is as a person. Like, I know the mom, they had her say some stuff and talk and had, she had a good scene. But Tommy really didn't. So, I mean, is he a good guy, a bad guy? Is he, like, what? What's going on with him? I don't know. Um, And then, of course, there's the big end. What do you think of that? What do you mean by the big end? Where Diggle gets hit by space debris that opens oh, up and has a big green glow. I thought, you were talk, I, thought you talk, I thought you were talking about Oliver and Felicity joining Oliver in a pocket dimension. Eh. You didn't care about that. Eh. No, the, I mean, the, 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 big, the big Easter egg to the fans is that Dig, uh, basically something, something crashes near where Diggle is and there's a box and he opens it and it's glowing green. I immediately because said Green Lantern. That was there, that was my there, immediate there, thought. There has been a campaign afoot for them to make John Diggle Green Lantern and reveal that Diggle is just a nickname. His real name is Stewart. Yada yada blah blah. Diggle is a nickname. Um, His name is John Diggle. How is that a nickname? That was. <laughs> I'm just telling you what, what the, I'm telling you what the fan theories have been. Named after Andy Diggle, one of the artists who drew Green Arrow for a while, by the way. Um, I, I mean, it was fan service. I enjoyed the fan service. Uh, do you think I mean, they're actually going to go anywhere with it? I don't know, because he's supposed to be moving to Metropolis, and we're getting Superman and Lois next year. So I'm just wondering, is David Ramsey going to be another superhero's bestie since they you know, ruined so many of Superman's supporting cast? On Supergirl, yeah. On Supergirl, I wouldn't mind. I like David Ramsey as an actor quite a bit, and I. I'd well, like I like the as, idea yeah. of him as Green Lantern. That got me super excited. Well, you know that uh, there is a Green Lantern series coming to HBO Max, so who yeah. knows? Also produced by Greg Berlanti. Well, um, for... if it's still the same universe, then it would be. Do we know who's cast as Green Lantern yet? They haven't cast anybody. Well, the problem is. In in the new multiverse, everybody's on a different Earth except for the CW shows. Well, the majority of CW shows are on Earth Prime, with the exception of Stargirl, which is on Earth Two. Um, I thought the whole point of Crisis was everybody consolidates to one Earth. Well, they're taking a cue from what's been done after Crisis, where the original Crisis got rid of the multiverse and then they snuck back in. Okay, we have fifty-two Earths now instead of infinite Earths. Crying out loud! All right, let's which is move. whatever. Oh, the the moment for me that I love, okay, that I, that I thought was very heartfelt when resurrected Quentin talks with uh, oh. talk, talks with Laurel. With Laurel, yeah, that was and, good. And Laurel is wondering why she, this, you know, she the you know quote unquote the evil version from Earth Two is the one that ends up on Earth Prime, and then when. Um, uh, why can't I think of the actor's name? 
Anyway, when Quentin tells her, honey, you're perfect just the way you are, I thought that was really hard. Yeah, that was and good. A nice, yeah. a nice end to her redemption arc. Yeah, that was pretty good. And especially if she ends up on the spinoff that they're trying to do. Green Arrow and the Canaries. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Batwoman, and we're going to start with David. Uh, what did you think of Batwoman? You know, I'm not I'm not all that into the show. I'm kind of watching it to see what happens, but i uh, I got to be honest, it's not... Uh, holding my attention that much. So you basically have it on and while in the background while you're doing yeah. other things. Kind of. Just to watch <laughs> what it. You, like what so what'd you think? To turn it on so I can say I've watched it. But uh, it's not like what, sitting there wrapped attention or whatever. So. What did you think of their post-crisis uh, thing where they brought in a another Beth who, who wasn't kidnapped by crazy people and didn't become a supervillain yet? Well, that's Alice the, is still around too. Of course, having a plot twist makes it more interesting. So you know, we'll see what they do with that. But uh, the first Beth character, I did not care for. I think she's a little too over the top and you know not interesting. But um, if we have a new uh, a new foil, then we're not sure what she what her deal is exactly. Then that could be interesting. Could be more. Well, I mean, the new Beth is not a foil. She's an ally. We don't know. We so far. Yes, we do know. Okay, you know she's everything that's going to happen in the series. That's no, but I'm foil. saying she's not evil, so she's not a foil. She's her sister. Okay, that's, you know, so I don't think they're setting. They're not setting her up to be a bad guy at all, unless there's a twist, of course. Okay, I don't think so. A twist upon a twist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if they do that, I'll stop watching the show. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that <laughs> happening. Like, okay. the whole point is that she doesn't have trauma, so she's just a good person. Okay. And she's then brave, the, and she helped point? her. The whole, the, the whole point is to show the contrast. They're trying to show you what she would have been like if she hadn't been traumatized. This is the character she would be. And mm. I, that's the whole point. So you can see the pluses, minuses, what, you know. I, that They're just trying and, to illustrate that. And this is, the, and this is who this is who Kate was trying to, quote-unquote, save when right. she was trying to redeem Alice. Right. Sure, sure. So and they're so going to play Alice, it against each other? That I don't know. That could be Yeah, that could be interesting if they do play them against each other. Like that I could see. But I really don't think Beth is going to turn into a, to a bad guy though. Okay. Uh, um But yeah, they got me curious. That they got they put a little excitement in the show for me, I think. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, next up we're going to talk Stumptown. Well, when I say we, I mean Tom because I again I'm lame and totally like and I forgot. Ha- and I forgot. I said I gotta remember. No, I recorded it and it was on my TiVo and I was like, okay, I gotta and remember to watch, watch it, it before the podcast. And I was like, okay, I will. And then lock and key happened, but which we'll talk about later. But that's what happened. Sorry. Um, this was the conclusion of the car car thief ring, which I thought was lame, to be honest. Well, here's the thing: the, the twist is that. They they stole the van that had drugs in it. Yeah, I remember and then that. Basically, the drug you know the, the people who whose drugs they are want their drugs back. Of course they do. So a dead body shows up, wrapped in a uh, what do they call it? Uh, it's a parody of Twister. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the game was, but anyway, um, Dex goes to that veteran support meeting. Meets another vet played by Cynthia Cynthia Ade Robinson, who is the uh, the black the black uh, 
girlfriend slash fighter on Spartacus. So they hit it off like they really hit it off. <laughs> I do that. I like that about Dex that she's just like, if you're hot, she'll totally sleep with you. She's gender fluid. <laughs> so, um, and then you see a stack of the games sitting in the corner and she, and Dex is like, what are those for? Oh, they're just promotional, promotional items for our clients. <laughs> so obviously they're going to be on a collision course. And sure enough, when Dex is posing as the buyer, and she had gotten wind from um, from the other vet early, from the, the hit woman earlier, that um, there was this deal going down, but they were going to, you know, people were going to get hurt, et cetera, et cetera. And then Dex walks out of the meeting. The guys were going to kill Gray. But meanwhile, Dex comes face to face with her paramour and they fight. <laughs> And they get into it. Oh, and, and you end, know that Dex, woman can fight too. I like that. Two two women Dex actors goes, that can oh, really go. It, it's 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 a brutal fight and Dex ends up getting the drop you know, basically sending her flying over the railing. Of course there's no body found. So yeah. after the whole car thing is resolved and Gray is able to, you know, whisk to safety the girl that he had he was crushing on. At the end of the episode, Dex is in her bar in uh, in Grace's alibi? bar in alibi, yeah, the bad, in, alibi. In, yeah, bad alibi. And somebody sends over the drink that the other vet was drinking when they first met at the veteran support meeting. So it's like, haha, so I've survived, and this is your. So hint. she's out there somewhere, which will be interesting for the remainder of the season because. <laughs> so that was the interesting twist. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, let's talk the about the magicians. Um, David, did you check that out? You watched the magicians, right? Yes, I did. And and I like it. <laughs> you, can you give me a little more? Give me a clue. This was the one where um, Alice uh, went to the library. Yes, this well, is what, the, well, there's the, two of the them. before, too. Yeah, yeah. There was the library Where one, Elliot? and then there was doing, Elliot. Why are we doing two? Oh, because you didn't do it last week? Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the, the last one was what? Where they were... That was the one where what? they were going to the top of the mountain, and it was... They were trying to put return... Uh, what's his name? Soul in the well. Oh, right. Where they met the Dark uh-huh. King. And they met the Dark King. That was actually yeah, yeah. really cool because I remember when I was when we meet the Dark King and he's like so ch- I was like who is this guy I was like he's hot and he's got that B- British accent and he hitting he on Elliot Once Upon a Time Libya I don't I stopped watching Once Upon a Time a long time ago. Um, His name is Sean McGuire. He was also remember that 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 literal pig creature that was giving uh, was it Alice a hard time several episodes ago vaguely. He played that too. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that, but he but, was he but was, that just, was he was really great. I mean, it was a great introduction of his character. He seemed like the super nice guy, and then when you see that carriage come by, I was like, "Oh no, he's the dark." Like you realize it right before they tell you. Um, yeah, I, I realized it a little little before that. I think I was like, "Oh, they're gonna that's that's the guy that they were you know talking about." So. Um, which is a, which was a good twist, yeah. uh, and 
you know, and I like. Uh, I'm not sure if he's a good guy or a bad guy exactly. I, I, mean, I know, and that's like, the thing is they're, they're trying to investigate. Either. We don't know, and I, and, right. and they were well, he, they're like, well, he's like called said, the Dark King, right? Benevolent dictator by choice. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I like I like pretty much all the storylines at this point. Um, the Katie storyline and uh, Alice is going off doing her thing, and and. Uh, Elliot Penny's, and uh, Penny storyline, I'm a little confused by. Like Which, he was hearing, well, he was hearing this 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 sound and it was making him go crazy. And then they have to take away all his powers. And I like that, yeah, for Penny. And I like that he was kind of chill about it. He was like, "Oh, I had to make an impossible choice for you, and you had to make an impossible choice for me." He's like, "That seems fair." And so he didn't really get mad about it. So I like that. Um, yeah, poor Penny. He's he's had some trouble there lately. Well, also we have to remember it, the it other Penny is dead, and so this is actually it wasn't replacement. They took away Penny. his powers. It's, they sacrificed. They, they they saved him at the expense of not saving the world. Well, there's yeah. that too, but they also took away his powers. I mean, you know they're going to save the world. That's what they do. They're heroes, man. Well, so, he, he, they didn't take away his powers per se. They took away part of his powers right. so that he's not able to really use the other powers well. Right. And it, you know, it's it's you know that's going to get him into trouble, and I'm sure that will plot lines down the road. But yeah, but I, I like what, I like Penny a lot. So, and yeah. I like that what relationship. What do you think about the the fight between Margo and Finn in uh, oh. two episodes ago? Well, first of where... all, I thought it was, it was stupid because why are they both participating in this thing when? Uh, there's can only be one at the winner. So well, they didn't. They didn't know other. that when they first started fighting. They didn't know that there was a stipulation. Well, ben, ben might have because she was using the child's the child's play daggers or whatever. No, she didn't know. They didn't know that only one woman could be the winner. No, no, they, no. Only one could be the winner at the at the end, though, wasn't it? No, no. They picked ten guards, but only one woman could be uh, allowed, uh, allowed in, and they didn't know that mm-hmm. until they both qualified. The thing that right. was dumb was Margot needed to qualify to get rid of her curse, but Finn didn't need to qualify at all. She just did it just for the heck of it, and mm-hmm. so uh-huh. she actually should have just backed out instead of them fighting right. each other. And um, it was it was sad when um, Margot was like. I'm such a bad person. I'm blah 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 blah, and Finn started crying or whatever she did. It was uh, that was a good moment because Finn kept trying to defend her, and she's like, "No, right. I had no idea those were child daggers. I really tried to murder you." I, I felt bad for Finn. Uh-huh. I think she's she's, she's uh, very likable in my opinion, and and uh, you know I like to see her around. Uh, she's become a lot more. She's a lot different than when when we first met her. Oh, of course, and I, yeah. She was kind of kind of wimpy when I when we first met her, and I really like her now. So yeah, Finn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. I love. I mean, I love Margot. Don't get me wrong, but we've always known she's a bad person. <laughs> yeah, but she's always had. But she's not, she hasn't really she tried has to murder true. anyone like that. But there are certain people she has true affection for, true. like Josh and like Elliot. But I pretty. That's one of the reasons I like Margot because you know, yeah, you know, I I'm glad I just think that she's she was you know presented as the uh, you know. Uh, misunderstood, you know, bad because she had to be kind of person, but inside she's really a good person and whatever. I think, I think that's true, though. I do think that I think well, she why, thinks of herself as a bad person, but I don't think she's actually as bad as she thinks she is. I think well, she judges did, herself more cruel. 
why did she say to Fen, I really was trying to kill you? Oh, because in that moment, in that moment when she was angry and jealous, she was really trying. And you have to remember Uh the the moon was up and she was about to turn into a werewolf. So it wasn't. Both of them were affected by the moon. Yeah, both of them were affected by the moon, but I'm just saying there were a lot of things happening. And the very, and then the second that she actually thought she hurt her, she was really upset. So, and a person who's a bad person would not be upset by that, but she was. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, so I I don't think she's a bad person. Right, but it was it was upsetting to see that moment where. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I agree. Um, Uh, And it's it's ruined. It's it's messed up their friendship. But I mean, she still did sleep with what she thought of as Margot's boyfriend. Yeah, she totally did that. So that's not cool either. But she thought she was gone for a long time. So you know, whatever. Do we think Dean Fogg is off the show? I don't know. This is the last season, so he might be. He might show up in the finale, but I mean, this is the last season, so anything is possible. This is true. Um, but I, I like Dean Fogg when he was like, when they took off his tie, he was like, I, is this what my neck feels like? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it's nice they're giving him a little uh, leeway to be a little more, le- uh, you know, relaxed. Than yeah. Less uptight. Yeah, and I really I really like his character. And, and he has a point where, if you think about it, how many times has he been through this time loop and, mm-hmm. and done yeah. this before? And he's just like, I'm just tired. He's like, he's like, I am exhausted. He was like, I've done this time loop 50, whatever. And he gets to remember every time loop. Right. And I like when they pair up different people that haven't been paired together, like, like Alice and and, and uh, Dean t- together were, was a good combination. When did they get paired? When did that happen? I don't know. On that trip. Wasn't that, wasn't that, that was uh, not Alice? Alice? No. That's it Katie. Was, Katie. I'm oh, sorry. That was Katie. You're right. Yeah. Um, but they haven't been paired together. That's either. true. Because so. he usually, like he says, because she was a hedge witch, he didn't really pay that much attention to her. Exactly, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So Sorry, I maybe. thought all oh, that was great. All right, so we're going to say thumbs up, magicians, yes? Yeah, yeah. I like this season. Yeah, me too. Next up, we're going to talk about the series finale of The Good Place. And I have to say, this episode was everything in that it pulled out all of your emotions. You laughed, you cried, you cried some more, you laughed a little, then you cried uh and at I the end i was crying <laughs> I don't mock my pain <laughs> but there there was some uh i watched it with i forgot who i saw it with oh my sister i watched it with my sister and i was and because it's, it's my little sister i was trying to hide my tears i don't know how effective i was but i tried but i mean last week's or the week's episode before it ended with like a sunset, a sunrise or sunset was happening, and it looked like they lived happily ever after. And I was like, "Oh, that's a good ending." And then this week, it was like, "Oh no, that wasn't the ending. This is the ending." And you really get to see all your characters basically die. And I don't know if I was ready for that. I mean, I know the show is about the afterlife and all that, and I just when each one of them was like, "I'm ready. I'm ready to go through the door." Ah. I wasn't ready. I think I think that's the point, though, is that it was trying to say, "Hey, you know, realize that death is a part of life." I and am maybe aware just... of that. That doesn't make me cry less. No, no, no. You're not <laughs> supposed to... I'm not saying you shouldn't cry as much. I'm saying it shouldn't be something that you dislike because it's something that they're I, trying to. I didn't say I disliked know, it. I did inspire not. you. I thought you said you didn't like that. No, that's not what I said at all. I said I cried, I laughed, I said it had everything. And I cried and I laughed and I cried some more and then I laughed. 
Okay. I'm not saying I dislike the finale at all. Play, I thought play back was... the tape. I think you said you didn't like it, but you're gonna roll back the tape. No, I have the tape. <laughs> but uh, anyway, was, my point really... is that it was a very moving finale, and it had everything. That was my point. Yeah, I thought it was a uh, it was a nice sense of closure on their. You know, it's it's a metaphysical show, and and they closed up some of the things they had opened up at the beginning and talked about throughout the episodes and gave the, the chance, gave the, the characters and the uh, a chance to kind of say goodbye to each other, as I'm sure the actors were able to feel that pretty uh, easily. Yeah. And uh, I watched the after show. It was nice to see them talk about each uh, other, too. Yeah, and, I watched the after Though the after show was weird. It was like, say something nice about the person you picked. <laughs> and I was just yeah. like, oh, good Lord. That's just no pressure. Um, right. but I really, I like the bit with, of course, Chidi and Eleanor when they're on the bridge and she really has to not be selfish and let him go. That was, right. that was amazing. It should, it just shows the growth of the characters and, you know, where they got to. And if you've seen it from the beginning, you know how big a journey that's been for each of them. So, right. Especially Eleanor and selfishness. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, Tahani. Yeah, Tahani. I like that she didn't actually die so much as evolve. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> right. right. Um, even Michael. And even Michael. But, well, oh, hilariously, Jason, when we said goodbye to him, and you think it's the end, he apparently has been just <laughs> hanging out in the woods for for thousands of years. He's fine. I was like, what? And so they're like, so, you, so, so they're like, so you basically become a monk? And he was like, what do you mean? Right, that's very Jason. It was very Jason, Uh, and so I love that. Uh, All yeah, I I thought it was perfect. I thought it was a perfect finale, actually. Yeah, it was good, and my favorite character I think is still Janet. (laughs) Janet is always great. I'm not going to disagree. I don't have the thing about that show is I don't really have a least favorite character. I like I like all of them, like all. I don't have a least favorite. I just have a I have a favorite. I don't have a least favorite. I don't, know. All... I don't know if I, I mean if I if if you make me choose, it would be Eleanor and Chidi together as a unit. Mm. I really like Eleanor. them. <laughs> I think they actually have a couple name, mm. but I love the two of them together. Anytime they have scenes together, especially at the beginning when he gave her like a lot of heartburn and stomach aches, I really like them together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you have not watched the show. Let me tell you right now, from beginning to end, that show is amazing. I think it's all—it's it's going to be all on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So give it a shot, guys. All right, uh, next up, we're going to talk about Star Trek Picard. And technically, we have two episodes to talk about. Episode two, Tom, uh, we'll have Tom and David talk about episode two, because I know you didn't see three yet, David, correct? Yeah. Okay, so Tom, what do you think Episode about... Episode two. two. Unraveling the Mystery of Daj. Well, I, my, I will say, I call it the exposition episode, because there was just so <laughs> much exposition. It was actually so much exposition that I was a little confused, and I consider myself pretty good at keeping track of exposition, especially in a sci-fi universe. And I was like, wait, who? What's doing what? Who's where? Uh, so I was a little... It was a little much. And two. So that was my only negative. What did you think? Sorry. Sorry I interrupted. Uh, we get to meet Daj's sister, who's on a the Romulan reclamation 
station, this uh, former Borg cube where they are, I get it looks like repatriating some and then scavenging the technology for a profit. Yeah, I get that, but I, I have a question. Like, but what did you like about it? Like, what was? I mean, I don't need a recap of the episode. What did you? What What did you like and didn't like? Um, oh, I love when Picard went into Starfleet and the Admiral just reads him the right Because <laughs> to be fair, the second he... time we, I think it's the second time we get an F-bomb on a Star Trek series. <laughs> well, I have to give them credit because as much as we as the audience love Picard, she's correct in that his only someone as arrogant as him would believe that he could just walk in there and demand these things. And I was like, yeah, that mm-hmm. is kind of arrogant. I was like, ooh, yeah, she's got a point. <laughs> yeah, but if you if you repeatedly save the universe, you can be a little arrogant. A little, but I mean, it has been a long. It's like, what have you done for me lately? He has he's oh, been retired on his on his farm or his not his farm, you know, his vineyard for quite a while. So he and the last thing he did five minutes ago was tell everyone on live television how terrible Starfleet yeah. was. That's the thing that really made her angry, yep. yes, the interview. Yeah, I yeah. mean, not only, like Olivia said, what have you done for me lately, but you just trashed me <laughs> well, <he was laughs> on the news. He was provoked. It's like, no, yeah, he well, was, yeah. but he got provoked to telling what he really believed. And and then five minutes later, he's like, so I'm going to need a starship. I'm going to need you to reinvent, you know, turn me back into a captain. He's like, I'll just, and the thing that was crazy, he was like, I don't need to be an admiral. You could just make me a captain. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Um, so, and then I have to say what I didn't like was the Romulans that are hiding in plain sight, the Romulan spies, the woman that's supposed to be Vulcan, but she's obviously really a Romulan. And oh, then that's the, the oldest trick in the I world. know, which is why I didn't like it. <laughs> and then you got the human pretending to be a Romulan. Like, oh, come on, guys. Like, that just felt cheap. In the middle you mean of the, the Romulan pretending to be human? Well, not just the, the, the Vulcan, the Romulan pretending to be a Vulcan and the Romulan pretending to be a human. All of that just felt cheap and just silly and then to find out that Dodge's sister, I forgot her name already, um, yeah. she, like, her new boyfriend is really a Romulan. Like, I thought he was a Romulan spy the second we met him. So Of course he did. You did. Yeah, I know. Those and then it's like, eyes. and then it's like, they're sleeping together. And I was like, of course he's a spy. And then he's like, sister. And then they had, like, this weird Cersei Jamie Lannister vibe. And I was like, wait, are they sleeping together? Like, I was really confused. Like what their relationship was. It was okay. It you're was, starting to are are you starting to bleed over into episode three? Yes, I am. So in episode three, they have a very like sexual conversation. There was a lot of sexual vibe happening, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Wait a minute, what's what's going? On? What are you? What you guys are not acting like brothers and sisters?" So yeah, uh, I was like, "I've already. I don't. I don't like that. That storyline. I do not like at all." But, I love the uh, introduction of Michelle Hurd in these yes. two episodes. Yes, she's great. She is fantastic. And the fact that I love that she calls him JL. That was so, I can't decide if I like that or not. I feel like, I was like, why does he have a nickname? I don't know if I like him having a nickname. Um, it felt a little like she was trying too hard to prove that they were best friends. No, it, I, 
I was wondering, obviously she was his, she was a protege. Right. But there were points where I was wondering was maybe they're a little bit more between the two of them. (laughs) I don't, I thought that for a second, but their age difference seems really vast. And I was like, "Mm." so (laughs) no, I I thought it for a second and I was like, ah, no, but I just felt like the whole calling him Jay, she, she, and, and how much she was hurt by his you know ultimatum and how that affected her career and that he didn't check on her well it was she was collateral damage which we've oh, yeah. seen in real life recently yeah. um but she was collateral damage to his decision to take to, to submit a re- you know the ultimatum i'm gonna give i'm gonna quit right <laughs> okay, and they bye. were like i know <laughs> they were like bye <laughs> bye <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then I, I have to say the third episode, my favorite moment of all was when they're finally on board the ship. Oh, by the way, let me back up that action sequence in his, at his vineyard when all those assassins show up. Holy oh, that was awesome. Crap. That was I lo- fantastic. I love, his, I love his, his, you know, his, his household staff too. They're awesome. Oh my God. They're like assassins. It's fantastic. It's like where I mean they tell you where he found them, so it's not surprising that they're really good in a fight. But wow, they are really good in a fight. Um, that was a really good action scene, and I I thoroughly enjoyed that. But then my favorite moment is at the end when they're all they finally get on board the ship, and he's like engaged, and I just was smiles. I smile so hard. I smile so hard. Uh, your thoughts before we wrap this up? You can smile. You can you can smile hard. <laughs> yes, where you hurt your face. I like the introduction of San Diego, Santiago Cabrera as the uh, pilot. Yeah, the pilot, yeah, with his and, weird that's uh, a VR guy. Not no, VR, his, but... his his emergency hologram program. Yeah, who is himself? Which is, but British or whatever accent that is. That's not British. It's another accent. But that was pretty funny. Them talking to each other was pretty amusing. Um, I would presume when, uh, you know, in space flight, if you're, you've got a small ship and might not have crew on board, you know, you can talk to yourself <laughs> and get answers back without going crazy. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I would agree. Everything about the show I'm really enjoying, except the actual Romulans. Like, they're kind of lame. It was nice to see Hugh Borg again, too. That's true. Yeah, I like seeing him again, too. So, yay! Did you up. notice this is the first? This is the first time in a Star Trek series or movie that we have Vasquez rocks as itself. <laughs> uh, oh, when he goes to see her at her uh, trailer, yeah, and oh, it actually okay. says Vasquez rocks because usually we've seen that in so many other things. I mean, they actually call one of the formations Gorn Rock from Arena. Oh, right. <laughs> so. All right, well, thumbs up. We're gonna, I'm going to say thumbs up. I overall I'm Picard. really like, I do overall like Picard. I just feel like they need to make that Romulan storyline more interesting. Uh, they, haven't made, they haven't done it yet, but fingers crossed. All right, next up, we're going to talk about Lock and Key. And David, help me out. How many episodes did you watch of Lock and Key? Um, I have seen most of uh, a few of them, but uh, I watched uh, the first episode. <laughs> Did you see the? Because I wanted to talk about the first two. So, have you seen the first yeah, two? Yeah, first one, as as I said. 
So you've only seen the first one. Yeah. I know you. I know you. I, I know what I'm asking you. Have you seen the first two? No, I've seen okay. the first one. I haven't okay. seen the second one. Okay. okay. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the first two. Okay. Uh, how many have you seen, Tom? Uh, yeah, Tom. How many have you seen? I saw two because that's what you told me to watch. All right. I slightly cheated and saw three because the second one ended on a cliffhanger, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I I did actually play the next one, but I did make myself stop. So we're going to talk about the first two. And what, I mean, having a family that's going through trauma, moving to a new house because somebody died, like, that feels like the beginning of every TV show I've, like, ever seen. Like, that's pretty standard tropiness. But what I will give them on this show is they immediately made the whole finding the keys and doing all that stuff really interesting out the box. So I especially like how the little kid can just find keys really easily and i like that each key does something vastly different than the last key um Mm -hmm. yeah i I thought uh they i was gonna say that they didn't waste time they they got into they set up the you know established the the situation and then they started going into the the mystical magical parts of the story and whatever right away which was good because it's it's you know they they didn't waste time in that area that we've all seen a thousand times before they went into how it's different and what their specific universe is and what, right. what's going on with it. So it was great. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, how did the first, the first key they find is the anywhere door key, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I like that the kid, I don't know how he knew that's what the key. Oh, he knew because the woman in the well echo, she echo. told him that that's one of the keys. Right. So he tried it out and <laughs> his ambitions were, I want ice cream. And I yep. love that, that because, of course, an uh, eight-year-old kid is going to be like, I want ice cream. In the middle of winter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was, that was pretty good. In New England. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, Tom, what did you, what did you think of the first episode? I really liked it. One thing about the setup that I didn't mind, even though it, it could have been a little tropey, is what they did with the fact that the family's gone through trauma, that both kids at school, everybody's aware. And so his his potential friends are like, dude, you can totally get laid because, like, you're the guy whose dad just got killed. <laughs> and then the girl's more reticent where, oh, we should be nice to her because of, which I thought was more realistic than a lot of other shows that have a similar trope. And, and I like that um, they're all dealing with, they're actually showing the teenagers trying to deal with their trauma. Cause, uh, the kid, the boys has all, he has all this anger and the girl does too, but it's, I, I like that it manifests in a different way. And, uh, neither one of them is okay. No, um, no. What, what's interesting. This is uh, Connor widows who plays the son. He's the kid from Falling Skies, Skies and more yep. recently American, American Crime. Oh, he was great in American Crime. Oh my he's god, he's amazing in American Crime. So when I saw him in this, I'm like, okay, you got my attention. And then uh, Darby Stanchfield, of course, was in uh, Scandal. Right. So it's a good cast. Oh, that was so bizarre with the mirror one. Oh, uh, that had the was mirror creepy. Key, and the mom was like, "Oh, what mirror?" And I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> That was fantastic. I was wondering if they came back with the reflection, not the real mom. Well, no, she was like their mom for about five seconds, and then you could see like her brain like erasing itself. 
Like, and so well, then my theory was that you have to be of the bloodline of the the locks to remember it. But then you start to realize that maybe that's not true. But well, the the little um, I, I think it was the boy said, you know, in Narnia, the adults, you know, it's, can't remember. She right? can't remember because she's a she's she's an adult. So, but still, that that was creepy stuff. Yeah, that mirror universe. Oh, because I said they said. Oh wait, did they say that yet? That it's a prison. I feel like they said it was a prison. Yeah, Echo uh, said. Echo said it was a prison. Echo said. Yeah, well, as we know, Echo is a liar. Echo lies, and the fact that she's connected to the guy who, to the guy, the kid. Oh who killed right, her dad. right, right. And there's someone with a tattoo because he's got a tattoo on his wrist that they kept stressing. That has something to do with something. But yeah, um, how many how many times could they put a key in the frame? You know, it was like uh, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> it's like. Even the the first time he goes to the well, when they did the shot from the reverse shot looking up, it looked like a key. Yeah, but like uh, the uh, what was his name? Uncle, uh, what's his name? The the uh, the guy who was on Warehouse Thirteen. Uh, Aaron Ashmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Uncle was, Duncan. Uncle Duncan had. He said that the uh, there's so many. What is it? Uh, the family has a lot of key puns or key you know references or something like that. So they. Right. Called it out, called themselves out on it, but wait, have you? What's the last? What's the last time Duncan was there? I don't remember which episode this happened in, so I don't want to give us. He's in episode. He, he's in episodes one and two, and then two more later on. Well, in episode two, what did he talk about? Um, is that when he flips off the house? Uh, I thought one. that was the end of one. That's he flips one. off the house. Oh, that's one. Um, I can't he, remember. He has a conversation with the mom. Has that happened yet? No. Okay. Well, then never mind, because that must have happened in three. So well, no, it didn't happen in one. I don't know if it happened. No, he's, he's, he's not in three, so it must have been in two. Yeah, I didn't watch so two. So in two, did you, did two, do you remember him talking to the mom when she's asking him about how the husband's friends all died? And she's like, how come you didn't tell me about oh, it? Oh, and he and he can't remember exactly, which I thought was very strange. I was like, "What?" Uh, or because because he started, it was weird because you could tell he was lying. He was like, "This is like, well, that wasn't really that important." She's like, "Really?" And he was like, "Well," and then finally he's like, "I just I don't I don't remember." And he's like, "That's why I hate being here because I don't have any memory. I have huge blocks in my memory that are missing." And I was like, "Whoa!" I'm guessing there's a key that allows you to do that. Huh? To erase memory? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm in, man. I'm I'm totally in. Oh no, I'm really intrigued. I don't see how they did this as a graphic novel. Yeah. Well, I heard the graphic novel was darker, and I was like, really? I was like, this is pretty dark. Darker. Of, well, yeah, because one of the main complaints it was a review on IGN, and their biggest complaint was that they made this too family friendly, and I was like, what? Are you insane? <laughs> they killed the dad in like the opening sequences and. Uh, some bloodthirsty mofos <laughs> out there. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap this up. I think we're saying yes, thumbs up. Yes. All right. I will be watching more. All right. If you guys have any questions or comments, send to TV Campfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, We Novelist, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.